Hello and welcome to episode 18. This is our book club episode. I forgot the word episode for a second there, even though I literally just said it a second ago. Uh, for chapter 9 of The Picture of Dorian Gray, um, I'm Graham. I'm Lucius. I to say my own name. Yeah, nice. Hi, Lucius. <laughs> I'm Katie. I'm Ailesh. I'm Liv. I'm Meg. Meg? I ha- Hello, I said I said that I was Meg. Hello, I oh. am here. Oh, I didn't hear you. I oh, just hear you. Sorry. oh no! It, it, welcome back. I heard you. Oh, no. M- Mystery Meg. Mystery. <laughs> Mystic Meg, maybe. Mystic oh, Meg. Perfect. Telling your fortune. Uh, fun behind the scenes. We all we record using Discord, so obviously that just didn't come through. And Meg was mm-hmm. talking to us the whole time, which is an excuse we'll use later. No, we won't do that. I'm kidding, Meg. Don't worry. Um, so, chapter nine. Moving oh on. boy! What do we think of chapter Certainly nine? A chapter. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. I want to pick Lucius. Would you like to say a catchphrase? I think Lucius would like to do the recap. That's what I want to see. Oh, good lord! Um, I do not have the chapter up on my phone or anything. Give me so one what's second. The, what's the vibe? Use your Lucius? memory. What's the vibe? <laughs> the vibe is everybody who has bingo cards etc mm. there is no heterosexual explanation for this mm, mm, mm. absolutely uh, no way. give me a second nope 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 there there, nope. there just isn't ever there is not there really is not i actually forgot how intense this chapter was yeah so for context basil goes to see um dorian and basically says hey heard about your fiance that died also i'm in love with you lol <laughs> Yeah, that's the chapter. It's it's really it's really quite the decoration. He does have a bit of a moral panic. I think we should should give him that. He does get freaked out that Dorian's like a bitch now. Yeah. Um. But then he moves on to being like, "Did you notice anything about the portrait?" And Dorian's like, "Oh God, he's figured me out. Oh God, oh no!" And then Basil's just like, "I am." incredibly gay and Dorian's yeah. like oh is that it cool bye <laughs> so Dorian's like oh no he knows that the portrait is like sucking my soul and keeping me young forever Curse. whereas Basil's like oh no he knows I'm a simp also also yeah. I just I don't know I just like Puzzle's thing where he's like literally all I could paint was your face I painted you so much everywhere I like he paints in loads of classical poses like I painted you as all these sexy classical men I could think of yeah and then yes. I ran out of sexy classical men I was like I guess I'll just do you literally painted him as Adonis like literally yeah. just yeah. Se- sexy yeah. classic men yeah yeah this actually reminds me of um, a manga I'm reading at the moment called the Cursed Princess Club there's a guy in it and he's an artist and um but he sees the younger brother of one of the princesses and is so annoyed by him that he keeps painting him. <laughs> like wherever vibe. he goes because basically he wants to paint a picture of the sister she's one of the princesses um she's very cute um and but jamie who's the brother is like really worried that he's going to do something untoward during their painting session so he keeps hiding <laughs> like in the back of the frame <laughs> <laughs> like just somewhere in the room and Leopold will be like painting and focusing on it and then not realising that he has just drawn Jamie um, but it's okay because he uses it to his advantage he creates this entire beautiful uh, art gallery piece thing exhibition That's well the done That's the lovely <laughs> it's not like also, it's five time, different times in this chapter um, <laughs> there is a, there is a Look, fun Ailish I am an oh. idiot right <laughs> That's not entirely true. Oh, <laughs> entirely. So go on. Thank you. There is a fun little callback to the very first chapter in this chapter as well, because Basil says, oh my God, where is it? Um, there we go. You had leaned over the still pool of some Greek woodland and seen in the water silent silver the marvel of your own face, a.k.a. Narcissus. Mm. Who does he compare Dorian to in the first chapter? Narcissus. Mm. But now Dorian is more narcissistic than he was before. Yes, he is, and it's a fun little theme. Well, it's it's not really fun for motif. It's a Chekhov's gun, except it's not a gun. It's a Chekhov's narcissism puddle. Chekhov's little pond. If there's a pond mentioned in the first act, someone better get the question. Got to look at it in the fifth. Someone's gonna see themselves. Someone's Real gonna clearly. drown. Exactly. If there's yeah, if there's a a puddle under a 
table in the first act. Someone better look at it in the fifth. <laughs> also, <laughs> I'm gonna get dragged through it. <laughs> also, I just, I literally just thought of something else. It's interesting because Dorian presumably used to look at the painting quite a lot. And now he doesn't want to. So it's sort of a deviation from being Narcissus into more narcissistic things because it's all Lord Henry's fault as usual. Of course. I love, I love again. Basil so much. I love Basil as well. Dorian's like, Finger. you can't look at it. You can't look at the picture. And he's like, why? You've like really upset me with the fact that you put a cover over it. And he's like, no, the light was too hot on it, harsh on it. And he's like, really? Really, Dorian? I don't believe that. And then... Like, there's a whole whole bit, obviously the entire chapter is Basil being like, please let me look, and Dorian being like, no, you can't look, for secret reasons. And then, <laughs> just at the end, Basil's like, okay, I guess you're right, Dorian, I guess I shouldn't look at it. And I'm like, oh my god, Basil, you're such a simp. Like, this book would be over if Basil had just been like, Dorian, it's my picture, and just let throwing the, the cover thing. away. Yeah. <laughs> let me see the thing. And he's like... Dorian's mind works in mysterious ways. So if he says I can't look at it, I can't look at it. And I'm like, Dorian's mind does not work. It's like a beautiful golden pea ping ponging around in there. It's like it's not his brain is like his hair. It is so smooth. (laughs) So smooth. Smooth brain Dorian. It's like also the fact that like He's like, oh, he must have some deep artistic reason for why I can't look at the portrait. Meanwhile, at the start of this chapter, he's like, please don't tell me about that girl that killed herself because it makes me unhappy because I do not like to think the deep thoughts. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) That brings me to my favourite quote of the entire chapter, which is a quote from Dorian, the man himself, where he simply says to Basil, you must not tell me about things. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Don't tell me about anything. Don't tell me anything. I don't want to know. I was your fiancé. No, don't want to know. No, thanks. I do love Basil being like, oh my god, you think she killed herself? And Dory being like, Of course she did. She was mad. Wait, wait, I put this this in the group chat when I read the... When uh, a while ago I was like, oh yeah, Dorian really said Romeo and Juliet would make it (laughs) one-sided. Oh, <laughs> it's fine. Dorian's morals died that yeah. day too, so she just it's kills herself. Fine. And he's like, "Thank you, thanks for that." And he's like, "Oh, a little part of me has died." Thanks, girl. But- <laughs> thanks, bestie. <laughs> like, oh my god, would you thanks, need bestie. like comfort? I'm sure it was so awful talking to her family. And he's like, talking to her what? Talking to her family. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I was like, why would I talk to like That's her gross. mom and her brother? They were gross. all crying. It was disgusting. He's <laughs> like, of course I didn't go talk to her family. I had tickets to the opera. The opera. Also, it's just like, oh, you know, like I, I can't feel an emotion more than once. It's like, God, Dorian. Okay, Tinkerbell. Oh <laughs> Literally, it's like, Dorian, are you... Do you have more than one brain no. cell? I mean, the well, answer no. is no. You can no. have emotions so, more like, than once. It's like the fast fashion of emotions. It's like, where did oh, you get Dorian's where did you get days. those emotions, Dorian? <laughs> Boo hoo! Oh god, Dorian would never shop in Primark. Nothing. Dorian oh, Dorian, no. <laughs> Dorian doesn't shop. Dorian has someone that brings him clothes, and that someone is Henry. I. That's true. I do like he has a little thing where he's like Basil. I like things, not feelings. <laughs> I enjoy things and stuff. I want to touch the shiny things with my little hand. Is this, grabby hands. is this Dorian's, like, early Paris Hilton art? I love that for yes. him. Is this what is yes. happening right now? It's just like, Dorian is going to get want... a chihuahua. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I love Paris Hilton. I, I also love Paris, Paris Hilton. Hilton. She Paris is way Hilton. smarter. Disclaimer, I adore Paris you know Hilton. You know what stresses me out? Is, you know that um, image of her that goes around every once in a while and everyone just, like, hates at it because it's, like, her wearing a Stop Being Poor shirt? That <laughs> image is photoshopped. Yeah, yeah and Every is. single time it goes around, everyone's like, ugh, I hate Paris Hilton. What a bitch why didn't she just give them all money and i'm like it's not real you just hate women <laughs> also even if it was real it's from like 2005 or something like people change guys i mean paris hilton is not a good yeah, person really. but she is fun <laughs> yeah like she yeah. tries she's a billionaire she tried, like copyright that's yeah. hot like <laughs> i know she's a billionaire she's an heiress it's fine <laughs> i like, do love her no, just... not a good person for i will be watching cooking really with paris fun. on netflix her cooking show. Oh, good, yes. I love her TikTok, where she'll just one day just be like, hello, everyone, would you like to see every pair of shoes that I own? Yes. I'm just like, 
Yes, Paris. Yes, I would. I would. Thank you so much. <laughs> also, she's in Repo, so she can't be bad. Don't look Repo, up Brave Robert. Don't look up all the horrid crimes oh, that he did. Yeah. Repo, very good. <laughs> Repo, very good. Some things Repo, Repo very good, have done, uh, were in it, very bad. Things. But do you know who yes. very, very good Anthony Head. Yeah. Very, very good. Yes. Very good. Very good. Oh, my all God. kisses <gasps> for him. Lots of kisses I've had a, for him. I've had a thought. I've had okay. a thought. Yes. Well, let's not waste it. Thank you, darling. You can only have one. You're welcome, darling. You, slightly there younger can be only Anthony. One. Slightly younger Anthony Head as Lord Henry. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh, he'd be so good. Right. Oh, have you seen him in Rocky Horror? Yes. Yes. yes I have. Yeah. See of that kind of like like. Tone it down a bit, obviously, because you know this not is that all... much, not that no smidge, no only though. only a tiny bit only a little bit you know just a little a bit a little bit of spice um, a little bit of spice a little bit of spice um, and just give him innumerable cigarettes and we're on our way yeah oh, no that's a good oh cast actually thank you so occasionally so I have flashes of inspiration. Yeah. A picture of Dorian Gray. And it, every it film has be been made. so bad at casting. Yeah. It can never like, be made because we always cast young versions of people and we That's can't true. time travel. <laughs> you know what? Actually, Unfortunately, you know what unable to time travel, out. unlike our friend Tom Hardy. Bringing mm. that back from Who a does few time weeks travel, ago. As we know. <laughs> well, oh, you know what annoyed Hardy. me? I saw today Spark Notes, their TikTok today. They put up like um, a TikTok about the picture of Dorian Gray. Oh. It was great. However, the person cosplaying Dorian was wearing a brown wig, and I was like, "Did you not read Whoa. the book? Why <laughs> do they always do this? Like, I love Did them you not read daily, it. It wasn't has... dark brown. He is. It was like a lovely fudge color. But like, just, yes, but Dorian's think... blonde. I don't think they think blondes blonde. existed in the Victorian period. That's that's the they did. What I can come up mm. with. You know, I was thinking this the other day. Yes. Right, do you ever wonder what would happen if you got transported back to Victorian times? Because you know, I'd my be general killed on sight. complexion. Yeah. <laughs> like, my the only one of us who'd be fine face. is me. <laughs> like, it, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like in terms of beauty standards, because like in terms of like my complexion and stuff and general face lookingness, yeah, like yeah. I fit the Victorian yeah, beauty standard true, fairly well. However, I was like thinking, I was like, huh, I would scare a lot of people because my hair would start to grow out and it would just grow out like brown into black. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure they had hair dye back in the day. Like, mm-hmm, they did mm-hmm. have like black hair dye, but like going to like an apothecary to be like, hello, I know that whatever you have, it's not going to be half as good as what I currently have on my hair, but you know, give it. It's probably like ink and like. Probably give you heavy metal poisoning. When yeah. Yeah. people yeah. on like TikTok do videos like this is what i would look like if i was in the 1950s and i'm like honey no i wouldn't wouldn't know what i looked like because i would probably be lobotomized (laughs) (laughs) have you seen have you seen that big long list of like reasons why women were committed to literally it's like my personal favorite is list of reasons why women died in gothic novels because one of them is too few blankets because of big mood yeah, that does yes, I <laughs> Too far away from the seaside was one as well. And I'm like, yeah, I feel... I love it yeah. when it's like, too many blankets, too few blankets. Too hysterical, not hysterical enough. <laughs> I, I feel like if I landed in the Victorian era, I would get sent away to the seaside for my health and then I would get drowned. <laughs> Oh, bless you. You get drowned. Get is this like a, an, an Someone would, Someone would drown, drown you, or would you like... And then drown. If there is a, a small in pool in the in the first act of Lucius's play... <laughs> if there is Someone, like... Chekhov's narcissism puddle in the first act, then <laughs> Lucius has to drown in it in the fifth Oh my act. god. <laughs> Someone just holding my head under the water like, what a terrible act. Who oh, no. Hello everyone, I have plot. the list of why women have died... Go on. Tag yourselves. Okay, hit us with Cold it. hands, beautiful face. They're just describing me. Yes, <laughs> they are. Isn't that that one song <laughs> by Ed Sheeran? Cold hands, cold beautiful hands, face. Hysteria <laughs> in your face. Round at the seaside in Act 5. <laughs> cold hands, beautiful face, missing slippers, wrist missing fevers. Missing slippers. Night, Night brain. Night brain's a good one for me. Night, I'm night, night brain. brain. <laughs> Going outside at night in Italy. In Italy. Oh. 
That sounds like one of those gay euphemisms. No, like, woman, oh, he goes outside at night and it's outside. <laughs> Graham, I'm now going to use that. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, Lucius, he goes he, outside at night does in Italy. He, you I know, do. have a Chekhov's narcissism puddle. <laughs> <laughs> I now need a Chekhov's narcissism Ding. puddle. <laughs> Too many pillows. Garden trouble. <laughs> Someone said no very loudly while they were in the room. No. Katie, that's no. you. <laughs> Letter reading fits, drawing room anguish, not enough pillows. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't seen the sea in a long time. Too many novels. Pony exhaustion. Pony exhaustion? Strolling congestion. Sherry served too cold. Ship infidelity. <laughs> okay, wait, I'm gonna go this me. Say shit infidelity. Or did someone have sex on a boat? I don't know, Graham. Okay, actually, no, this one is me. Um, Spent more than a month in London after growing up in Yorkshire. Mood. (laughs) Yes, that is you. (laughs) Clergyman's dropsy. Flirting headaches. River and Flirting headaches. General bummers. Knitting needles. Heavy. Beautiful chestnut hair. Spinal degradation Aww. as a result of pride. That's Parents too happy. Yeah. And Why are half of these the unpleasantness? Oh. <laughs> that sounds like a mysterious sci-fi apocalypse. That definitely like, everything is, like, is fine until the unpleasantness like, in caps. I feel like that is like just a metaphor for like being gay yeah. or something. I don't know, the unpleasantness. To be fair, I love, I love is like... He- you know, suffering from the unpleasantness. From the unpleasantness. <laughs> I will say, I do love, um, I'm a big fan of like, if you know, people are to be transphobic towards you and be like, oh, but do you even have a penis? And just being like, no, not since the accident. <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> I have also told someone that I had a testosterone deficiency and they believed me. Oh I mean, I do. I mean, it's I mean true, yeah, but... you do, but... <laughs> yeah, like, I do, but not in the way that they were thinking. <laughs> I saw a tweet from a trans woman the other day that said they'd gone to their local clinic and um, the nurse had assumed that they were a trans man there for their testosterone shot. <laughs> And that they were very, very early transitioning, which so it was like, wow, that's, I, that's incredible. I've had multiple people assume that I'm a trans woman before, and they've been like, oh, but you know, you look so good, and I'm like, thank you, but no. <laughs> How do you even take that? Like, like I appreciate the support, but you're barking up the wrong tree, love. Massively. <laughs> like, like, so you think. It's like, what? they think you're a tree and you're actually like, I don't know, I'm trying to think a of a, yeah, I was trying to think of like a topiary type thing, but I don't know. <laughs> yes. Didn't have any garden arrangements, tree and boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's garden troubles by, Je- by Judith Butler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, I was gonna yeah. say, as usual, <laughs> dear listeners, we feared last it. week when we weren't here. <laughs> yeah. Last week when all of us weren't here, and it was just Meg and Liv and Graham. They had a very sensible discussion. You were all <laughs> very sensible. sensible. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I did try and derail us at one point. So and like, this is too sensible. <laughs> I got it. Oh, you know. Yeah, takes right off I course. feel like if anyone is actually using this to help with their GCSE English, <laughs> we're very just, sorry. I think that's the only episode you should listen. No, I feel no, like you should listen to all the points on occasion, but you have to sift through. It's like yeah, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. so happened that they were concentrated in the last one. Yeah, and now it's puddles. If anyone's writing an essay on the gay undertones mm-hmm. in Dorian Gray, mm-hmm. you're set. If you're writing it on anything else, we're very sorry. Hey, I've said good things about the beauty complex. No, you have. You have. But, like, <laughs> but also, we, we, we do, do mostly focus of... on the deep love story. Deep and yes, tragic. Yes, because no one here is heterosexual. What? As we should, as we should sorry. be. Sorry. <laughs> is there something you want to tell us? Oh my god. <laughs> what? You guys should It's okay. Sorry, it was guys... a surprise to some are, of you. Are you, uh, you know... You know a friend of Narcissus. <laughs> oh my a god. Friend of no, I'm using that as well. Um, you know, the unpleasantness. <laughs> Does he, you know, <laughs> the unpleasantness. <laughs> 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 
yeah, does he, you know, cover his portrait? Oh my <laughs> god! Let me just say, this is to get back on topic. I was really upset by this chapter because, like, all Basil wants to do is go exhibit this in Paris. And, like, if I'm not mistaken, sorry, little spoiler for later chapters, like... Whoa. I feel Uh-oh. like this would have been the thing, the painting of Dorian would have been the thing to really kick off his art career, and now he can't. Oh, it totally would have been. And it just makes me very upset, because, like, I know it's, like, I think, like, that's the point, is that, like, this is all Dorian's fault for being a bad person, but him being a bad person, like, massively affects everyone else's lives. Mm. And, like, it upsets me. And I think, like, that's the thing, is that, like, also with, like people who ask in narcissistic ways in real life like they'll say oh it's my life like why does it affect you but the thing is is like fact of life is your actions affect other people whether you want them to or not and like Mm. you can either make sure that's in a positive way or in a negative way and the fact of the matter is that dorian really what dorian wants everyone's lives to be massively enriched by him and to have everyone like fawn over him and everything but like that fawning comes at the price of like deeply ruining his personal relationships with uh, what i would say with basil is his first real friend and also you know obviously the subcontext here is that they are in i wouldn't say they're in a relationship because like it's definitely seems more one-sided basil to dorian but like he re- he absolutely ruins his personal relationships and to the point that like sorry spoilers for the end of the book like most of his relationships here and out are incredibly superficial because no one actually cares about dorian basil's like basically the only person that sees dorian sees that there's actually a person underneath the beauty and says i want to get to know that person with everyone else it's just like ooh, pretty like it's just <laughs> pretty boy. this like this book upsets me because like gosh to read, like, obviously, I love the picture of Dorian Gray, and I'm not saying that this version should exist. I'm not saying that we shouldn't write about dark things, but oh, to read the version of the picture of Dorian Gray, where Dorian doesn't meet Lord Henry, and he and Basil go to Paris together to an art exhibition. Oh, how lovely. Uh, I suppose, though, like, what really happens is that Dorian focuses on his, mm, what he looks like outwardly, mm-hmm. visually, and that is also what everyone else focuses on, too. Yeah. Like, it's sort of a... Yeah, it's the fact that he doesn't care as well. Yeah, he doesn't care about his, um, you know other people and what how he relates to other people therefore other people don't relate to him they just sort of take away this superficial thing that he puts out um so it's not so much that he always just he he doesn't interact with this stuff and people are putting it out there for him it's like he doesn't do it and therefore it's not i've lost my train of thought yeah no it's like the the way that people react to dorian is the way that he's is what he's putting out into the universe not to say dorian manifests yeah. his demise but also kind of yes um Mm, like a yeah, bit it comes around I think that's that the thing way, is that he has two paths he has the purely aesthetic and like hedonistic one that he goes down by by being friends with lord henry and then the other side of it is is that with basil he had a hope of like developing and actually seeing that there is absolutely more to life than being beautiful mm. and like you know actually i watched an incredible video by mia Mulder on youtube today called um beauty is a scam and it's really good and it's basically how about how like everyone wants to be beautiful and that's like that is how it is and and then she was describing her experiences actually as a model and how like whilst she felt beautiful it also was literally the worst time in her life because of that and Mm. i think that that like it's a really good video you should definitely watch it it also talks about like Mm. the intersections of like gender and beauty and stuff it's very cool Mm. but like the ultimate like the, the ultimate conclusion basically is that like everyone wants to be beautiful but also it comes at this like for most people it comes at like a quite a big price like for people specifically in the in the fashion industry and things and also like being taken yeah. less seriously and like and things like that so yeah very interesting i d- I do also think that it's it's not just driven by Dorian's own choices though I think if you take Henry to be a representative mm-hmm. of this uh, very superficial class of people who don't really have to do too much other than sit around and socialize and look pretty Mm -hmm. then dorin's just playing into that right like if he didn't play up his um pretty young socialite aspect Mm -hmm. then he would probably done some nice sittings for basil be remembered for that but then have slipped off the face of the earth yeah um so i think he's very much a product also of the society Mm. part of society that he's been put into it's not a it, it's an ugly type of society where everyone is supposed to be very pretty yeah i think it's interesting i was just thinking about that if he'd never met lord henry he would never have met sybil there's like mm. a, an actual like 
there's a huge like knock-on effect like dominoes meme but if Basil inviting a friend Henry, over. <laughs> knock, 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 knock. Would there simply have been another Henry? You know, like would would there just good... have been? Yeah, I think that's a he good was still question. getting into that kind of society. Like he was still. Um, I suppose he could have gone down the yeah. more sort of charitable I route. We see him with other I think people. The thing is, is that out of everyone that he meets, and I, I'm not saying that people that he's met so far in the book haven't been superficial. Like how you know, there's that whole thing where it's like, oh, this is Dorian. Hmm. I think he plays the violin. Sorry, hiccup. Sure. I think he plays the violin. Um, <laughs> it's like. I'm not saying that not everyone was superficial, but I think Lord Henry, like, is even more so. Like, he has all his stupid theories and, like, he's, like, yeah, has he's his the epitome of it, of right? The world and everything like that. And I think that Lord Henry is supposed to represent that. Mm. He says a lot so and he means that, nothing. Like, it is right. amplified. Whereas if he just met, yeah. like, that nice, like, rich old lady that Henry flirts mm. with a bit, I think he probably would have been fine. I'm not saying that he would have been, like, the paragon of virtue or anything, but, like, you know he wouldn't have a cursed portrait and he wouldn't have caused a young girl to kill herself. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. But also, what would he have done? I mean, he doesn't have a particularly admirable skill set. I mean, he's grown up as this person who just is in a sort of socially well-off position. He's never had to do much. He can't paint like Basil. He doesn't have the social connections that Henry has. He would just kind of be there for a bit. And I don't know. I think there's not really a place for a non- Dorian Gray, Dorian, mm. in the world that he's been put in. We spoke kind of briefly about this last week, um, but the I and you, you kind of mentioned it just there. Like, regardless, if Dorian never met Lord Henry, and if Basil and Dorian went off to Paris and like put this portrait in exhibits, he might have. In fact, he probably would have met a French variation of Lord Henry in this like mm. art world where everything's about aesthetics and decadence. He probably would have met someone like that and we probably might have gone down the same kind of route that he's going down now. We talked mm. about it kind of last week with um, Sybil and regardless of whether she had drank the poison and killed herself or not, she probably would have died earlier and mm. tragically as a result of poverty mm. so mm. regardless of whether or not lord henry was in this situation to kind of be the catalyst it could have gone the exact same way if they were in a different place with different people well, yeah he goes on the big rant about like uh, pomp and luxuries all this thing so he definitely yeah. has the temperament for it so I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Here's me having a little bit of hope in our Dorian. Never was like, no, Liv. He's a corrupt soul at heart, and he'd always be a little bitch. I don't think he's at heart. I think he's just enough of a blank canvas that (laughs) he he, he does just get drawn into this. He's not doing anything else. Let Basil love Um, him. Let Basil. well, you Basil know, does. I was going to say splashes Basil... love all over that canvas. Oh, and that's... no. <laughs> Let's not say that. I think... Hello, Jackson Pollock. Oh, no. Not oh, Jackson Pollock. No. As far as I'm aware, Jackson oh, Pollock never did that. I was just commenting on the art style. I know. I have got <laughs> absolutely bright red. That's in my brain. Um, oh, my just dialing back from that slightly. I mean... So if we run that idea that there would always be a Henry equivalent, could we then sort of construct a dichotomy wherein Basil represents this sort of artistic creator who would always be there and always see Dorian and always think, great, I'm getting inspired by this beautiful young man. And then there would always also be a Henry who would be an artistic perceiver, right? Because Henry doesn't create anything. Mm. That's his whole thing. He never creates anything concrete. He never does anything that lasts. He doesn't care about what he says. So... Does Henry therefore represent a very different side of the coin to Basil, where he's always just simply receiving information, seeing things, and just basically a, is Henry parasitic? I think is what I'm getting to here. Yes. Yes. And how does that reflect, I suppose, on the things that Henry represents? Because he's parasitic, and yet he's involved in with all these people who do charitable work and do things like this and he goes to these dinners and he occasionally puts a bit of money down but he's still a parasite right in a way is dorian and dragging dorian along to all of these things 
a form of entertainment for Henry, a very, very wealthy man with not a lot to do, who we know doesn't have like the best regard for people's safety or happiness from the way he talks about women to the way he talks about the Americans. And does he see Dorian as a bit of a plaything that Mm. he can just kind of passively watch and he doesn't really realise, or just maybe he does, that he's kind of moulding him in his own image? Mm. I don't know, I think Lord Henry doesn't, like, I I don't think Lord Henry honestly considers things that far i think it's more like like as an example with the whole like the whole civil vein case the reason like dorian at the time is like gung-ho to go like you know go to her family and be like oh my god i'm so sorry and like is really upset about it and henry's like i don't want you to be upset i want you to come to the opera with me so i'm gonna convince you that this doesn't matter because i don't want to deal with your feelings and i think like basically all henry's concerned with is like how like what best benefits him and what he wants to do so it's like the way that he's shaping dorian is he's like dorian's pretty and i like having him around because he thinks i'm really impressive so i'm gonna keep him around as long as he carries on being pretty and impressed by me and i think that's like i don't think for him at least it goes any deeper than that i don't think he has like a nefarious plan. I mean, I don't think he'd say mm. it's nefarious, but I don't think he has like a nefarious plan to make Dorian like Little Henry 2.0. I think honestly, it just comes down to what would be most fun for him. And I think that I, like yeah. bringing Dorian along to all these events and like spouting philosophy at him is super fun for him. And I don't doubt that it is, but you know, I think that's mm. what it comes down to. For I Henry. don't know if Henry like is conscious about Dorian turning into him, I think it's mm. more like he does like playing, like having him around. Um, but I think because Dorian is so impressionable, he's so young, mm. he's never really been exposed to this kind of thing before. And he sees this guy who is taking him to these like lavish parties and meeting all these rich and wonderful people. And he goes, I want to be exactly like him. And just turns out, Henry's not a good guy. See, no. that's where I, I would. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Lucius. Thank you. I did have a little, a, like a little point, kind of like related to Megan's as well. Like, because um, Dorian, um, just as a bit of background info, um, was like raised by his grandfather, and because he's a rich Victorian man, was thus raised by servants and nannies. Um, so, and he's like twenty at the start of the book so he hasn't had a lot of life experience because he'll have led quite a sheltered childhood in comparison to you know sort of like modern standards and stuff and um you know he i don't he isn't even of age yet because in victorian times it was 21 when you came of age and got your inheritance and stuff um so lord henry and basil will have been like not his first experiences of adults outside of his family and servants and stuff but Lord Henry will have been such a stark difference from, like, everyone he's ever interacted with. And also, fun little point I have about the painting, you could kind of argue that because the painting is ageing for him, he's also not going to mature past about the age of 20. He gets... Oh, God. Cortex. He gets more... Yeah, like, obviously, you know, he gets... (laughs) You know, he's already got morally worse, but... But yeah. much like the vampires in Twilight, Hell yeah. his brain probably won't fully mature. So through the yeah. through the whole book, obviously I'm not going to give any spoilers, he will probably yeah. stay about the same mental age, even though, you know, physically he'll be like 50 or something. Can, like. can I make a request yes. um, that you revisit that question later on? Um, because I'm... I, I like that theory. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. I... And obviously, the rest of us, not all of us have read it, and therefore I think it'd be very interesting. Um, I, I've or- If we revisit that in a later I've chapter. I've already worked out how it ties that's... into later chapters, do not worry. Nice. Okay, good. Let's do that. I think also what's interesting to note is that, like, Dorian doesn't have to mature. He doesn't have to grow up. No, like, he Lord Henry, like, actively encourages him to not have complex emotions anyway, and also, mm. like, everyone around him is just so happy to, like, baby him in mm. a way that's, like... You know, I don't think, and again, it's like with a lot of things, I don't think they're doing it maliciously. I think genuinely people do just see Dorian as like 
a cute little thing that like they're like oh he's adorable let's just have him around he's so cute sometimes he says things <laughs> like i don't think it's like actively malicious but in the same way that just like no like dorian doesn't have to mature because no one wants him to like if he suddenly mm, stopped right. and was like oh well actually i was reading some derrida the other day everyone would be like oh jesus christ like you know what i mean no one wants him to think. It'd be surprising because he time travelled. Well, us, yeah. But... Okay. Look, I don't think of any nineteenth-century philosophers. Jeremy Bentham. There we go. Actually, oh, even oh, worse. No. Um, oh no, <laughs> not Jeremy Bentham. Dorian, Dorian loves being perceived. Okay. Nina, Nina. Hello. You've unlocked the panopticon. Oh no. Anyway, so you know, if he suddenly like spouted up and had like an intellectual opinion on anything. Like, that would change how people perceive him. People perceive Dorian as aesthetic, not intellectual. And that ties Mm. into, like, Lord Henry's whole philosophy anyway, is that if Dorian was intellectual, he wouldn't be attractive anymore. Because as we all know, Mm. all intellectuals are uggos. Um, So... (laughs) Wow, thanks. Completely disproved by this podcast, of course. (laughs) Kisses to you all. Um, (laughs) But that's... You almost saved it, Liv. I was (laughs) just saying that that's what Lord Henry thinks. Like, you know... People don't You're saying Lord want... Henry wouldn't date me? Oh no. Oh. Graham. All right. Oh, what a Graham. shame. There goes my self-insert standards even a tiny bit. Lord now, Henry. Who... Okay. Be careful. Write some Henry X Graham fanfic. Thank you. No. Oh my gosh. I think I would throw up, but also do I it. I think it would be really funny. funny. Uh, also, <laughs> oh no, it's fanfiction, but it's just Graham punching Lord Henry in the face repeatedly. I'm very non-violent, though. It's so... fanfiction, so it's okay, fine. Okay, yeah. do it for you yeah. then. <laughs> it's okay, baby. I got this. Bow. There we go. Stomp <laughs> on Lord Henry with demonias. I'm good. I, w- I would kick Lord Henry with my demonias. Yes, yeah, do it. I've started resistance band training. I'm gonna be ripped in no time. Woo. You'd have to explain nice. what demonias were first. I think. No, I wouldn't. He'd be so afraid. No, no. Like he would like be like, "Oh God, oh, who is this sh- person and why are they so tall? Say, why are they so <laughs> tall?" And then I'm yeah. just be striding towards him. <laughs> Actually, no, demonia Heelys. I would wheel towards that. Man. Like, the hello, Lord Henry. <laughs> time to die. <laughs> yeah. And then Basil would be like. Who is this Amazon? Basil would paint a picture like, of the baby. I'll sit for you anytime, cutie. I feel I'd wheel like, out of there. I feel like if Basil <laughs> burned for being a witch. I feel like if Basil was going to paint you or something, you'd just go like oh, Artemis. Yes. Oh, that would be really fun. The vibes. Cool. Hell yes. I want question for the arrow. podcast cast. Podcast cast. Yes. Um, if you were to be painted, what? Um, archetype of painting adonis artemis anything like that any any sort of painting vibe what would you be i would like um a deep renaissance actually no i've looked at this um back on the victorian thing you know the, <laughs> have you this victorian you thought about this yeah i've thought about this um actually it's because it was a tiktok trend um mm. so <laughs> no i the style specifically is um you know the victorian illumination paintings of fairies Oh yes, yeah. They all yes. look very similar to me anyway, yes. so just like take my face, paste it on of them. Perfect. Either Lovely. that or like a Renaissance like kind of like yes. Olympus y type thing. I'd love to be Persephone the, though. Consider the, the you know the the fake fairy photos that, that yes, guy who wrote um, the guy... Sherlock Holmes got really oh, yes, yes, He thought yes. they were real, he's such a cutie pie. Imagine if you were those fairies. <gasps> mm. Yes, very good. Yes, perfect. Just doing assigning you an art. Very good. Lucius, what art are you? Um, I... Oh, gosh. Hmm. I feel like you could go for a, a very, um, like, a, you know, like the Dutch Masters style, mm, where it's very, like, lurid colours. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit sophisticated. I had a different thought, but I like that. Ooh, go on. I no, go on. I was thinking, um, I initially thought some kind of, like, softer-ish portrait of Achilles, mm. but with oh. me as Achilles, obviously. But then I thought, um... Maybe I like the vibes of like Odysseus. Mm. I just, I just. Which, like the, be more specific, please. <laughs> As in the guy, the, the dude. Like... <laughs> oh, the, the dude. dude. The dude so Odysseus. it's you, you want an Achilles style painting, but you're going to leave your wife for ten years and then cheat on her. <laughs> Look, if I had a wife, yes, I think she'd know what she it. was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> and then come back and meet your dog and your dog will immediately die and it'll be the saddest oh, yeah. thing that ever happens well i mean 
Spoilers for the Odyssey I mean, saga. Achilles and um, <laughs> it's quite a new book. It's a new oh publication. So sorry Achilles and um, his boyfriend. I can't pronounce his. I can't remember his name. Patrick. Thank Lee. you. I, that's not like any less tragic, is it? <laughs> like, oh, I they... think the dog dying is sadder than the boyfriend yeah, dying. Sorry. Yeah. Fine, I'll be Achilles then. God or Hades. I Hades think that you should have. I think you should have a portrait made of you where you are Achilles, but you're also wearing like the biggest pair of either pleasers or demonias and then you can entitle it Achilles heels oh, oh <gasps> it's so good and it would be great uh, also, podcast is being, if you want that to be your drag name you have to you have to my credit drag name me, is Sybil Vane I know your drag name is Sybil Vane baby I was saying this for the listeners Ah, yes. I love our drag marriage it's so cute <laughs> I, I'm going to be making a drag playlist later well or tomorrow and I will send it to you because I found some songs that actually fit the vibes of the oh character God, Sybil Vane you, but with my drag vibes I'll send you my Dorian Gay playlist it is <gasps> yes oh, it just can, is I'm hearing content we can, we can find duets now Yes. I I said that our that our song already is um perfect by Eleven Acorn Lane, but specifically the Electro Swing remix. Oh, good. For, That's very good. For the, for the listeners, um, me and Liv are in a drag marriage. Mm-hmm. So and Liv's drag name is Doreen Gay, and mine nice. is Sybil Vane. We mentioned it in episode one, but I thought we'd bring it episode two. I suppose um, I thought we'd bring it back. And mine is Sybil Vane, but spelled V I. V-A-I-N. I am dyslexic. I am very sorry. It is great, though. It is a good it's joke. Really I good know. Joke. <laughs> so, um, Meg. Yes. Of course you are, you know, a work of art yourself. But oh, um, what work of art would you be? Um, um, I think as a person, I am a pre-Raphael. Pre-Raphael. Yes, pre-Raphaelite. Lady. Yes, perfect. Yes, yes, good, very good, good. Pretty. R- I love pre-Raphaelites. I love how they all look like Florence Welsh. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, they do. Megan. Oh my god, would you do? Yes, yes. Meg, yes. Can you recreate the Ophelia picture, please? <gasps> yeah, yes. absolutely. My sister, Again, one of my sisters, in a narcissist um, pond. One of my sisters is a redhead, and my uncle calls her a pre-Raphaelite all the time it's very sweet very cool i would um, say she actually has their facial features for pre like though they mostly have like very strong features um whereas mm-hmm. like most most people in my family we've got very soft features i don't want to tell you she doesn't have the jawline for it no she totally so does she has the jawline and the cheekbones she got bone mm-hmm. structure i didn't she won the lottery Hattie, obviously, she has red hair and incredible. No, I said she won the lottery, not who won the lottery. I I I know who you're talking about. And then my other sister is tall, and then there's just me. (laughs) Yeah, but you're my favourite, so it's. Oh, thank you. That would be really upsetting, actually. It would be awkward if you weren't, actually, wouldn't (laughs) it? Yeah. (laughs) Lucy, what are you going to say? Sorry, Ferg's my favourite. That's okay. Yes. Megan, I also feel like you would fit the vibes of, like, a portrait of Joan of Arc. Mm. Oh, oh so yes. good. Meg, oh my Meg perfect. I'm in here with the art takes today. <laughs> I love this. So yes. much. Okay. Thank let's you. test your art takes. Lucius, give us an art take oh, for no. age. <laughs> oh good lord. Impression. <laughs> oh. I think Ailish is art nouveau. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know anything about art. Thanks, like, I guess. All of these <laughs> oh, beautiful Ailish, ladies Ailish. with all these flowers. Yes! Like, love. Ailish, I have a specific artist for you. Oh, they look like my vibe. tarot cards, actually, if that's. If you oh, okay, those. yes. Mm. They're you know, cards. You know Klimt's The Kiss? <gasps> I love that picture. I feel like that is Ailish vibes. Aww. I'm looking at it. I don't really now. know. I can't quite pinpoint why, but I feel like it is very much you. So it's just so pretty. Have fun with the vibes. Oh, very kind. The vibes. Oh no, my browser immediately went to Yahoo. Why? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> good lord. Why don't you go for Ask Jeeves? Mm. Like oh good lord! Isn't Only nineties kids will dead? remember. Isn't it dead now? I think it died a death. Yeah. I think yeah. Thank you, Meg. Oh Actually. wow, that's gorgeous. You're welcome. That's brilliant. Anyway. Art. <laughs> so, little art diversion there. I mean, does anyone else have any art they'd like to pitch? Graham, Otherwise, I think that you'd be like a like a Reformation painting. I can see you at your desk. 
like I was wondering if maybe sauce. I thought I could be, you know, that specific genre of art in the sort of mid Renaissance where they had mm. all those different weird symbolisms and things. There's like there's a skull and it means something. Yes. Oh yes, and that's it's you. on the desk, which means it means something else. Oh, that's perfect. And there's a whole code in the picture, but all it says is like, "Hello." I I know it. I know it's not port. I know it's not portraiture, but I feel like Graham has the vibe of like those Dutch still life paintings. Yeah. I could be a pond. <laughs> They're normally like they're normally like the back vibes only. Normally like the Narcissus background pond. is like <laughs> normally the background's like black and then it's like really rich colours on top of it. And there's normally like an oh, apple mysterious. and a skull Ooh. and like a mirror. Mm, and it all means something. It it does, yes. An apple a day keeps the mirror away. I've seen one and there's one that's just several loaves of bread, and I think that's what you are, Graham. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love a carb. Several that's loaves a... of bread. Well-known like fact about me. Specifically made of carbohydrates. Oh, wait, we have yeah. one of these pictures in my house. There we go. <laughs> oh, pretty. I also it's feel like... extreme flowers one. Mm? I feel like Graham, in a completely different, like, vibe entirely would appreciate mm. like the clean shapes and clean lines and colours of Art Deco. Mm. Yes. Architecturally speaking, I'm a big fan. Mm. I like I like geometry in my architecture. Mm. So that you know that particular style of Gothic which is all interlinking yes. geometry shapes. Kind of yes, yes, good. <laughs> yeah. You just unlocked <clears throat> something in Lucius then. <laughs> What about... <laughs> I did a year of an architecture degree. Okay? I what about... You like... sounded horny for the building, sorry. <laughs> Don't be Who's horny. Who's just looking at a spire? I am the building. Who's <laughs> <laughs> the spire inside anything in you? Look, what about Katie? <laughs> what do we think yeah, about okay, Katie? Yeah, okay, Katie. Okay, if anything, I am like the kitsch art from like the 90s. Where it was just like dogs playing mm. poker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're the one, right? Favorite. The lady on the swing. Yeah, she's that got is like my flowers in her hair and her hair's Agreed. Like, streaming oh, down her you, back. Yeah, you. I think you're that painting. Oh, thank you so much. But that also, you are painting. the dogs playing poker. Also, the dogs playing poker. I actually have. I do actually have um, a picture of my dog Bertie doing a recreation of the dogs playing poker. Very good. Oh, very good. I will send it to you all. Okay. It's very cute. We managed to get him look like he's selecting a card by holding a piece of chorizo <laughs> off camera. <laughs> Katie, very yes. good. Katie, I have a specific artist for you that I feel like fits your vibe. Oh. Um, he's called Fabian Perez. I do not know him. He does like I've very... heard of that name. Very moody portraits oh, of yes. like women oh, like oh, drinking wine. And, yeah, oh, that's there we you. Go. Oh, I love him. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, oh my yes. god. I love I've the one with the woman putting on her shoes. Very nice dude. Um, but that is your vibe. Very much. I bet he sure. loves Angelina Jolie. I'm not going to say mine like now after tell. Lucius did a big compliment. <laughs> no, what did you... Go on, go on, it. Go on, go on. I was going to say that Katie is the ladies that they used to sell beer. That's not a painting, but it's a photograph, but you know... <gasps> <laughs> oh, like the mirror ladies. No, that, that's also the vibe. I'll take it. That is also the vibe. <laughs> the ladies that sell beer on big posters. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes. I know I'm this is like... It is such a fun not... art style. It's completely not art related at all, but mm. like, <laughs> go the the color scheme, maybe, or just the the kitschy kind of vibes for mm. Katie. Of <laughs> please take this as a compliment. Uh, <laughs> I'm afraid York. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, no, yes. Of what? Yeah. See, of what? I was actually thinking Regina Spector when mm. you said Kitsch, because of course she has the album. Yeah. Also, yeah, Kitsch. Yes. I immediately went like, Regina Spector album artworks are very Katie oh, Baker. Thank you. See, I was thinking specifically of this one. Um, no, go on. Bjork album art. <laughs> and I was just like, that's Katie. It's, Do a visual descriptor for the for um, listeners at home. I don't really know how to describe it. It is her face. And she's okay. wearing this kind of like makeup thing that looks uh, vaguely reminiscent of like like an orchid. Ooh, ooh. Um, oh, that on one. Yeah, no, that face. is Katie. Yeah, yeah. Very good vibes. I love it. Don't know. It's I don't, don't know, know why, how to describe is. it, and I can't remember which album it is, but I think it's very cool. It's oh, it's from the album uh, Utopia. If anyone oh, wants yeah. to look that up at home, very it's... good. Bjork fans, hit us up. Yeah. Bjork, Bjork people. 
I don't know. So, at the risk of dragging us back on topic, <laughs> oh no, okay. I only have one further talking point I wanted to talk about <gasps> for this thing. And obviously, if everyone else, if anyone else has any other ones, then please hit me up. But mine is um, Henry's sister now exists, and I have a bad foreboding yeah, feeling bad about vibes. that. Yeah, she can't have been brought Henry's in for anything Wendelin. good. <laughs> yeah, she's she's at the opera. They're hanging out. And I simply feel that that's going to go really well for everyone involved. I do love. I do love the name Gwendolyn. It's one of those people that like just like a great name. Horrid little sniggers about like everything else that a man does to a woman, and then the minute it's a sister, he's like, "Get away from her!" Touch my sister. Yeah. Also, Gwendolyn. Such a pretty name. Gwendolyn Christie. What a lovely lovely name. name. Yeah. But unless I um remembering this incorrectly Uh-oh. no gwendolyn is also a character in the importance of being earnest mm. but it is really? almost oh. all it's almost definitely not the same person what does it depends on how it's the earnest gwendolyn do she um. is a yeah she's a kind of like middle upper class well like an upper class lady um the daughter of lady bracknell and mm. definitely like an heiress kind of snobby um, everything's about her own personal taste. She's very elegant, very fashionable, very mm. not quite as like indulgent as Henry, but sure. similar vibe. But I can almost assure you that it's just Oscar Wilde being like, "Hee hoo, that's a nice name. Let's use it again." Possibly, but I—I I mean, a short poll amongst those of us who've not read the book before: Do we feel like? Gwendolyn is just going to be a female version yeah. of Lord Henry in the same sort of hedonistic way. And I mean hedonistic in the, the um, modern interpretation, not the classical meaning. Because um, I, I, I'm getting potentially those vibes. I mean, they went to the opera mm. and then Dorian liked, liked Gwendolyn very much. And he also likes Henry quite a lot too. They got on well. I feel, what if he beats Henry, but it's a woman? How will that affect his worldview? I don't know. Don't know. We shall find out. We shall find no out. Dun, dun, dun. Uh-oh. <laughs> only good things will occur. Mm-hmm. With women involved, <laughs> only good things could ever happen in this book. As we know, Oscar Wilde <laughs> loves, loves women to have a good time. As we yes. know, Oscar Wilde loved women. <laughs> famous Famous lover of women. <laughs> Oscar Wilde. Famous woman lover, Oscar Wilde. I mean, to be yep. fair, he did have a um, wife and two children, so... He but did he yeah. like yeah. his wife? Oh, great. <laughs> no, I mean, I had to... I did this, because I, I did... Oscar Wilde's my APQ, and then you research Oscar Wilde and all the horrid things he said, and you're like, oh, no, oh, no. He had, like, basically, when his wife was pregnant, like, both times, he basically did not see her for nine months because he found her physically repulsive. Um, Yum. And, like, told her so. They got divorced, obviously. She was also a poet and a writer. Uh, Not many people know that. Um, She was indeed. But yeah, they got divorced, um, which is fair enough, and she took the kids. They were allowed to get divorced because he went to jail for being gay. And people were like, oh, the horror! And, you know, they were allowed. Uh, and then she moved away and, you know, and everything. But, like, right, as much as I love his writing, Oscar Wilde had some horrid, horrid opinions. Mm, he does. <laughs> That's one more for the bingo. <laughs> yeah, like... Great writing. Please stop being anti-Semitic. Please. Oh, right. None of that this chapter, which was Thankfully, yes. Um, finally. Finally. It's because we're not at the theatre anymore. I did find yeah, this true. out. I was, um, so I was reading um, a book this weekend uh, called How to Kill Your Family. Absolutely recommend. <laughs> Live um, you good. <laughs> normal <laughs> behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> having a normal one. No, no, it's not a method. I feel like you had to explain this now. Yes, um, you do. Basically, it's a fiction book about a um a girl who her mum is a model and she meets her dad when she's very young and they have a worldwide affair together. She gets pregnant. Uh, she then finds out that he is like a billionaire and is like, "Look, I'm not asking you for money. I just want you to be involved in your child's life." And he's like, "Uh, no." And basically, this girl then is like shunned by his family. Finds out that his whole family, like like his his her father and his grandpa and his parents, knew about her existence and chose to like ignore her. And while he got married and had a baby, 
Um, so she's like, well, that's it. Gonna kill them all and steal his fortune because that's exactly what they'd hate, which is fair enough. I mean, yeah, they'd probably hate that. Um, but anyway, so there's a bit where she goes to jail for a crime that she, for a murder that she didn't do, which, <laughs> irony. And um, there's a whole bit where she's like reminiscing on um, Oscar Wilde's time in prison. And then he, she just has this whole bit where she's like, it's really sad about Oscar Wilde because um, the guy that he loved like didn't care for him as much as, as he he cared for him. That was a confusing sentence, but I think I made it work. Um, because like basically one of the reasons why they were found out anyway was that um, Oscar Wilde wrote him a load of blood letters and he kept the love letters in clothes that he then gave to uh, male sex workers, which is a horrid thing to do to your boyfriend's love letters, to be honest. But yeah, and then he also wanted nothing mm. to do with him when he got out of jail. He completely ignored him and shunned him. And it's just, it's very sad. Also, Basil self-insert. Hmm? That's mm. yeah, that's yeah, a bit sad. But anyway, good book. Good good bit about Oscar Wilde in it. Lovely. Do you know that reminded me of something I was thinking of when I was reading this chapter? Because you know when Basil does the big old confession? It, Dorian's almost like, sweet, cool, someone else is confessing a sin. I'm not that dirty and gay and horrible. It's fine. I'll move on with my life. Right. Yeah, that's very much the vibe, is it not? It's so weird. It's like, oh, he's he's worse than me, so I can't be that bad. Fantastic. Let's move on. And also Dorian's like, oh, I will tell you my, I will tell you my secret if you tell me yours. He completely gets out of telling Basil anything. I know. He's and like, then gloats oh. about it to himself. <laughs> Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Terrible vibes, Dorian. Please stop. What a horrid little man. rancid vibes, Dorian. (laughs) Gosh, Dorian just has rancid, terrible vibes in this chapter. The worst vibes from Dorian (laughs) this chapter. I mean, do we expect good vibes from a 20-year-old boy? No. Boy man. Man Sorry, from a a 20-year-old rich boy who no longer ages. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, famously, famously oh. from Basil's perspective, he was an unspoiled creature. So maybe we were expecting yeah, that. I mean, no, he was wrong. I but... think I think we were. Correct. I think we were expecting better in maybe chapter one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think Basil expected better. Mm. Basil obviously had this idealized version of yeah. him, which oh yeah yeah like, anyone yeah. could have told him was never going to be the case. But um, yeah, Basil's sort again because of... Dorian is such a blank slate. He was like, nah, he seems fine. Basil's just built Dorian up in his head at this point because obviously, like at this point, Basil sort of hasn't seen him as often for a while as well no so only at intervals whenever something has happened basically and usually with henry actually yeah so until i think this last time yeah so he's just like oh dorian's got to be the same as when he last sat for me this is fine and then dorian shows up and he's like so i don't have a fiance anymore yeah I i suppose the book literally picks up when dorian's main influence switches from being basil to being henry right yes Mm. yes so, yeah. It's interesting that to see the... Drifting out of the picture. Development of his character. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> thank you. I was going to say decline, but... <laughs> no, well, it's fine. It's definitely a decline. I mean, well, actually, that's in putting a, a moral perspective on it, of course. I would say it's a decline, because he's now the worst. Mm-hmm. The worst. He is indeed. Hot take, maybe Dorian sucks. Wow. Yeah. Are we going to have to put in the Twitter bio Dorian Grace? Dorian stands do not interact. <laughs> no, I mean. No, I, I think Henry's still worse. Lucius, than Dorian that's so sad. So you wouldn't be able to talk on your own podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no. Ouch. Um, uh, Lips right. right. <laughs> yeah, they're right. Does anyone have any concluding points on chapter nine? Love oh. Basil. Kiss. Yeah, that's... Kisses for Basil. Basil. Poor Basil. Yeah. Big old sad face in the margin. (laughs) You did? Yeah, (laughs) that's honestly fair enough. Yeah. This episode is sad face. Sad face in the margin. Please write that in your essays. (laughs) (laughs) Quote me. This this book made me feel sad face. (laughs) Chapter 9 summary. No notes, only a big sad face. (laughs) That's actually how I did my GCSE notations, to be fair. Just a lot of faces. No thoughts, only sad. Just lots of faces. (laughs) Understandable. 
Oh my god, someone write, <laughs> write, someone write the picture of Dorian Gray, but only in emojis. Please and thank you. Oh god. I, that's a tweet that you could make for us, Liv. I, I think. know. Yeah. Oh god. Right. Challenge accepted. I can only do that mean. once this episode has come out, otherwise it's going to look like I'm tweeting a string of emojis. <laughs> that makes I like sense. that you assume we try and keep coherence to our Twitter account. Okay, that's when, true. When we remember oh, it wait, exists. Actually, I have some drafts never. in there. Maybe I'll tweet them now. Drop the dwar. The dwar. The dwar. I don't know why that happened. My drafts got deleted. What the heck, man? What? Oh. oh, deeply upsetting. No. Guess I'll have to come up with well, something else. I'll try and recreate them. I don't know. Anyways. I just have some horrid memes on my phone. Maybe I'll just tweet the dinosaur meme from my phone. Drop it. <laughs> no. Do just it. absolutely drop it. No context. So check out our Twitter at StorybrookePod if you want to see some no context content that won't mean anything to you at all and doesn't mean anything to us either, but it's a good time. <laughs> I'm joking, it's very meaningful. Please notice us. Um... <laughs> Otherwise, unless anyone else has any hot takes that are super urgent, I think we will close up episode 18 of the podcast there. Yeah, bye guys. (laughs) Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.